0: Hello, I'm Sean Gilligan, and welcome to the Learning Summit podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to explore manager versus maker schedules. I think it's probably worth defining what a maker is and then a manager. So a maker would be an individual contributor with a specific skill set, which include people such as designers, developers, writers, etc. And managers are those people that coordinate projects, manage teams and develop their direct reports, making sure that their team is moving forward. Each of these distinct designations requires a different type of schedule. If you're a creator or a writer, it's quite often that you've got large chunks of time where you need to get your head down and crack on with the work. For managers, it's more frequently uh, possible that you have half an hour, an hour meeting sessions. And the whole nuance of organising a meeting uh, is part of the patter and the cadence of a manager's work. What makers want in terms of their schedule is long structures of uninterrupted time. So, for example, you should be able to block out however much time you need to get in the zone. And researchers have shown that as long as 30 minutes for a maker is needed to get in the flow of work. And this time needs to be uninterrupted. So there should be no slack No instant messaging, no emails, no phone calls, just an empty screen and the pleasure of getting on with the project at hand. This means that if you're an individual contributor and you get interrupted, it can take up to 30 minutes to get back into the flow of work. When it comes to managers, their schedule is largely comprised of meetings. These meetings can be one-to-one with direct reports, status update meetings, the manager of a job is to do this well. And that means knowing what is going on with their team, the broader company and removing those barriers to success. For those of you who are team leaders, you might be conflicted between both a maker and a manager schedule and some sort of hybrid approach is needed. All teamwork needs great communication and in fact you should over communicate your schedule to set yourself up for success and a productive day at work. So you've got two different types of people. You've got the makers who want long stretches of uninterrupted work, and you've got the managers who are generally doing short bursts of meetings. And therefore, you end up with calendar woes and diary clashes. So... If you're a maker and you're looking at your calendar, you've got to block out your calendar for long stretches of uninterrupted time and let your team know that you won't be on email and on the phone during those periods. In some companies, they manage this by allowing certain days of the week for no scheduled meetings. This allows the makers to really focus on their work for long durations. Having days of uninterrupted time is ideal for makers, but we don't live in an ideal world. And therefore, the business often can require urgent meetings that can disrupt this flow. Managers need to think about what the right cadence is for meetings so that we can maximise the contributions of those makers and those individual contributors. For some managers, they like to have their one-to-one meetings with direct reports on the same day each week. And for others, it's too many meetings and therefore having... Afternoons open for meetings is their approach. Remember, when a manager books a meeting, they can force a knowledge worker to lose half a day of productivity. And there is a natural conflict between the manager's schedule and the maker's schedule. Of course, the power of management means that if management demands scheduled meetings, they generally win. And management can make their schedules a priority over that of the maker's. One workaround for solving this problem is to have meetings at the end of the day so that the creators can get their work done first. Another alternative is to do away with the schedule entirely. The first question to ask is, do we need to schedule a meeting? If, for example, a video message with a progress update, perhaps a show and tell, is the way forward, then cancel those meetings and use asynchronous communication instead, such as screencasts and voice notes, and video messages for work. It's not scheduling meetings that we should be talking about, it's cancelling meetings in a polite way and replacing that with something perhaps more fit for purpose. Here are some useful questions that you can ask for asynchronous communication to avoid interruptions to people who are doing the actual work. So let's take a few example types of meetings and the questions that you can ask asynchronously. Let's take an example, such as a morning plan. Here are some questions you could ask your members of staff. What's your current mood? What are the top three things you need to accomplish today? And what are you thankful for? Perhaps you're running a stand-up meeting. So again, instead of going live, you could do this asynchronously with video messages, voice notes, and screencasts. Here are some questions you could ask. What did you accomplish yesterday? What are you working on today? And is there anything else you'd like to share? Again, asynchronous just-in-time communication can be used for check-ins. So you can ask questions such as, what went well this week? What do we need to work on next week? And how did you feel about the week's work? For retrospectives and weekly reflections, you can ask questions such as, how did you feel about the week? How productive were you this week? What went well this week? And what was the worst part of the week? Is there anything that I can do to help? Finally, some useful questions for one-to-one meetings might be, how are you feeling about work? What went well this week? And what should we be discussing in our one-to-one meeting? With asynchronous communication, you often get more honest responses because some people are happy to share their opinion when asked and others hate being put on the spot. Usually this is because they need more time to think through their answer. So asynchronous communication allows everyone to be just a little bit more thoughtful and honest. After all, an asynchronous meeting is just the same as a meeting. If a meeting is an assembly of people for the purpose of discussion, then an asynchronous meeting is also an assembly of people for the purpose of discussion, just not at the exact same time. Now, one of the problems with too much asynchronous communication is that it can hurt a company culture and people can feel lonely. And this is why we need to get away from text-based asynchronous communication, such as Slack messages and emails, and into things that are, are richer and more empathetic, such as screencasts, video messages and voice notes. Ultimately, what businesses want is the syncing of the manager's schedule with that of the makers. And this is where asynchronous communication can help bridge the gap. So if you're a manager and you're listening to this, the question to really ask yourself is how can I make my schedule more flexible uh, for makers? And the answer is to replace some of those synchronous meetings with asynchronous communication. This will greatly help makers with the flow of work and lead to less interruption. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Learning Summit podcast on managers versus makers and their schedules. If you've enjoyed it, do subscribe and share on social media. And until next time, thanks for listening and bye for now.